This is episode number 102 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues Sarah Fate and Nicole Rambo. And we are here to educate you and to entertain you with all the wonderful things that we have to offer here at the Middle Country Public Library. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good. Uh, We have a great show uh, coming up. Yeah. A very special episode. Uh, because you had the opportunity to interview Michael Cardenuto mm-hmm. yes. from the Long Island Paranormal Investigators. Yes. And they've done programming here before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, very uh, interesting interview coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay yes. tuned. So here it is. I just like to welcome Mike, who is here with us on the phone right now, and he is part of the Long Island Paranormal Investigators, and um, he has spoken with us before, and I know he's quite popular. Him and his group are quite popular with our patrons, and uh, you know we are very lucky to have him on the phone to just uh, ask him a little bit more in-depth questions about what he does. Um, so, Mike, if you want to just say hi to everybody. Yeah, sure. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, be on the show. So, you know, just as an introduction, you know, you, you know, obviously you're with the Long Island Paranormal Investigators, but did you want to just talk briefly about um, how you got involved or how this group started? Sure, yeah. So, um, ever since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal, ghosts, uh, Bigfoot, um, everything like that, UFOs. And, you know, growing up as a kid, I had reading comprehension problems. And if I read something, I would never know and understand what it meant. But Mm -hmm. if it was a story or something, I would just get it. So I've always been fascinated since I was a kid. And back in 2003, me and my friends were just hanging out playing hockey. And we're talking about all of the myths and urban legends of Long Island. And King Clark Psych Center came up. Mm -hmm. So I dared two of my friends to go into the building. And... They were like, yeah, we'll do it, you know. So we got a group of us. Uh, we grabbed the video camera, some crappy walkie-talkies, and we actually parked at the bar across the street, and two of the guys went inside. And uh, they videotaped it. And they were in there for about an hour and, I'd say, 45 minutes. And towards the end, they heard a loud bang sound from the room that they were in. The camera shut off, and they ran out, and they were freaked out. Mm. So... They got out of there. We kept doing the video, and uh, I was kind of intrigued. So me and a couple of the guys, we kind of looked um, at Long Island and checked out all the different urban legends, and we found out that they sell equipment that goes along with some of the theories of investigating ghosts. So we bought some stuff. We started to investigate urban legends of Long Island to see if there was any truth to it. We did a lot of research on places, and we just wanted to know if the stories were real or not. So that's kind of how we started out. And then, you know, going through the years, the group kind of just really took off. Uh, in 2006, uh, 2006 um, we met the guy from Ghost Hunters, Jay and Grant. Oh, nice. And cool. uh, we changed after that. Uh, we started doing more house investigations, presentations. So, yeah, it's been awesome ever since. It's been such a great ride. So. Cool. Very cool. Hi, this is Nicole. 
Um, it's it's um interesting that you mentioned about like reading comprehension. I was obsessed with Ouija boards when I was little. Like <laughs> that was like a huge like family activity, which I don't. You're probably like absolutely don't ever do that again. <laughs> but when I was little, I swear I think it helped my like spelling because like, <laughs> I think my dad was like tricking me. But like <laughs> either way, like I think that was like a huge um factor in me learning how to spell words. So it's interesting, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so you mentioned that you started buying equipment after you had this like first experience um, at the psych center. So what kind of equipment do you normally lo- use if you want to like explain like the most popular stuff and what they do? I mean, from back then, a lot changed in 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, um, so for instance, the thermometer, you can take the temperatures and stuff like that. And in theory, when you're dealing with haunting. If a ghost manifests, it's going to either give off a hot spot or a cold spot. So, I mean, someone will be able to tell the difference. So, if you have a beach reading of, say, 70 degrees, and all of a sudden you have a sudden drop, and it drops down to, say, 55 or 60, that's kind of abnormal. So, it's a simple thermometer does that. Um, Electromagnetic field meters, which is GMF, um, that's a pretty big theory in the field where when a ghost is manifest, it's going to give off a type of GMF. And with your basic CMF meters, a lot of electricians use them, you can detect that. You know, you would do a base of the area, and if the area is zero, and then all of a sudden, you're getting spikes out of nowhere, and you can't find a source, it could be paranormal. So, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's simple stuff. Then we used, um, back then, it was like 35 millimeter cameras, uh, audio cassette recorders, and high video cameras. And then, obviously, nowadays, it's all digital. Everything is digital cameras, mm-hmm. and Everything is hard, your HDD cameras, uh, you know, so everything's changed now. So the BMF beers and thermometers are pretty much the same, but a lot of other more sophisticated stuff completely changed over. So, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really what we started with. And uh, now it's totally different. The equipment now is based more, you have a lot of companies that are creating stuff off of those theories, but specify it for the paranormal stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff like they have this thing called the REM pod, which basically is a device where it kind of looks like a hot puff, just bigger, and it's got multiple lights on it. And as you get closer to it, the lights start to light up. Mm-hmm. And so there's stuff like that that's more sophisticated for the field. But I personally like the older stuff better mm-hmm. because it's on face, you know, so. Um, so could you tell us about, um, switching gears a little bit, um, I'm curious to know, what is the most haunted spot that you guys have visited in your journeys? On Long, on Long Island? Or anywhere. Anywhere. I would say on Long Island, we have a place called Mount Misery Road. It's in, um, the Melville Huntington area, West Hills Park. Mm. I would say that's the most haunted place on Long Island, hands down, like, by far, more than anything. We've been investigating that location for 17 years now, and every investigation that we do, we fill out a field report. Whether mm-hmm. we capture something, a lot of all of our readings, personal experience, and the evidence that we've caught. And we've noticed pretty much a three-week window in September where that place will always get activity no matter what. Is it a road? So, yeah, say, is it like an actual like structure, or is it just like a portion of a road? Like, or... A whole road? The old road actually is like a dead it's a dead end street, oh, but wow. uh, going into the woods. 
it's now it's, it's obviously it's just the road, but it ends up the wooded area like the woods, and then there's pathways in the woods that you can walk through. Oh. And there's, yeah, there's a theory, there's a bit there that back in uh, I want to say like they say the seven late 17 early 1800s there was a hospital. Um, some people say it was a psychiatric hospital. Some people say it was a military hospital. Mm-hmm. And they said there was a patient named Mary. She broke out and burnt the place down multiple times. And after the third time, they stopped building it. And supposedly that's one of the reasons why the place is haunted. Oh. Um, we haven't found that any evidence that supports that, but we have paranormal evidence that kind of goes along with some of those claims. So... It's hard. The research end of it, you always hit like a brick wall when you mm-hmm. kind of look up. But do you go um, to the local library to help you research these things? <laughs> but there's yeah. no record. Unfortunately, Long Island, their records suck. Like yeah. 17, there's nothing. You can't find anything very yeah. rare and far between records of Long Island. You can find 1700s and prior. Hmm. 1800, a little bit better, but it's still not great. If there's stuff we found like cemeteries and stuff that don't exist on any map, but they're there. Oh. There's no anything. So it's like really crazy. Yeah. Wow. So it just sucks. Um, but you know, they, they, we build over a lot of stuff too. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens, you know, yeah, but I mean, I've been all over the country, I've been to many places. I was um, going to ask, did you go to the, I was looking on your website. Did you do the Brockport one? Um, I, I wasn't at that one. Oh, um, I, cause but, I, that's where I went to college and I lived <laughs> in that dorm that you guys went into. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. One of, um, <laughs> one of the investigators, um, he actually investigated it. His, uh, his girlfriend went there at the time and he went up there to investigate like two or three times. Um, he didn't find when he was there, but there's a lot of claims of that place being haunted. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> I know. I the I knew the building that you guys at Hartwell. That building was like that was a chalk of like when we were there. That was haunted. And then uh, I saw you also went into the dorm room too. And the little thing was like um, girls like in one of the suites. Like things would go missing and like and appear somewhere else. And I'm like, well, that happened to me, but it wasn't because it was a ghost. Like <laughs> so the reasons that things went missing and then appeared somewhere else that I didn't remember. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so would you say that is, um, that Misery, Misery Road, is that what it's called, Mount Misery Road? Is that, like, your most intriguing, or is there, like, another case that was, like, super interesting to you that you've come across yet? Yeah, no, that's definitely one of the more interesting cases. It's crazy, because the the area is so big. It's actually West Hills Park, and we broke it up into, like, four different sites, because it's such a large area. Mm -hmm. And one of the sites, um, we call it Site 3. Um, we feel that that area, supposedly back in the 70s, there was a lot of, like, demonic rituals that happened there. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude that's been left behind, and we actually came across it quite a few times, where it's on, like, that demonic level. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, it's only at Site 3. Like, if you cross the boundary between Site 3 and 2, mm-hmm. it's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you might feel overwhelmed at site three and then when you cross the line to get into two it completely goes away it's so weird it's like i can't explain it. so Interesting. um yeah i think that's one of the more cases where we've gotten a lot of evidence um, mm-hmm. we've done our, our house investigations where we've gotten some pretty crazy stuff as well on long island um there was one case we did a couple of years ago 
there was uh, this homeowner, and they had, I guess, an apartment that was off of the house. It was, like, connected to the house, right. and a couple with their kids. And the, I guess, the couple got into a fight one night, and the uh, the boyfriend murdered the, the, the girlfriend. She got murdered. Like, it was, I seen, like, so, like, all the photos and stuff, the crime scene photos. Mm. It was pretty oh, wild. Yeah. It was it was really crazy. We went in like three months after it happened. Whoa. The homeowner contacted us because they were getting experiences, and we went in and um, they showed us the photos and everything. It was it was a pretty brutal murder. It was um, after she killed her, he went up to the second floor and tried to commit suicide. Oh, so it's like it was a pretty real case. Yeah, and um, we picked up some um, audio evidence, which is called EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena, mm -hmm. and at the time, I didn't understand what was being said. But then when we played it for the homeowner, the homeowner confirmed that it was the woman's voice that that passed away, and she was saying her name. Oh. And we, we, it was wild. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, we still we still talked to the homeowner. We investigated mm -hmm. twice. We did a couple of cleansings, and then they wanted to sell the house and uh, moving to Florida. So good move. Yeah, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, place definitely, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild and that place. must be like different. So, like, cause this is one thing to go to like a spot where it's like in the 1700s, there was a hospital here. Mm -hmm. And it, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, that's like removed. But like, it has to be a whole, whole another experience to go to a place that mm -hmm. was very re months ago, you know, like a tragedy happened. Right. Like, that has to be like for you guys, you know, like, does that like affect, like, do you, do you take cases like that a lot? Or, you know what I mean? Like, is there any a time where you're like, I don't even want to investigate this? Like, this is just too much? Or no, I mean, we have we have a large group. Of, we have about fifteen people in our group, so mm -hmm. um, we would always pretty much take almost any case. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's like a really bad demonic case where you know I would do it, but mm -hmm. you have you have to have a very strong will. You really mm -hmm. know you. Often, so yeah. a lot of times, like my teammates, be like I want to go, and I'd be like, "Nah, you're not going on a case like that. You're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like this is stuff that you bring home. Like that's yeah. not a case where mm -hmm. you walk away and call it a day. That mm -hmm. stuff takes it years. So mm -hmm. even this you know, with the with the murder, I mean that that you know that stuff with us for a while. Mm -hmm. We saw the photos. It was wild. Yeah. It was definitely. It's a case I'll never forget. I'll never forget that case. Sure. Yeah. Um, so for our listeners who might think that their house is haunted by spirit or ghosts, are there any classic yeah. signs that like, you know, oh, this this is not just like a, you know, a loose light bulb that this is really something that might, you know, need right. to be looked into? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's, I would say there's about 85% of the cases that we take on label to the box. There's, there's a rational explanation for mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, you know, if your lights are flickering, go to the light bulb and, and try to screw it back in. Maybe mm -hmm. that's the problem. Mm -hmm, yeah. Flickering, banging sounds coming from the walls. You know, you have baseboard heating and the air gets stuck in the pipes. You know, I, I, I grew up in, with that, in a house like that, and he used to stand across out of me. He would kick off at 3 o'clock in the morning, and the pipes are still banging against the wall, and, you know, it startles. But... Those are things you check first. I mean, mm -hmm. and it's that stuff, and you still can't figure it out. You know, we, we would come in and we test all that stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's 
investigation is a free of charge. We don't charge for our investigations. We don't charge for cleansings or anything like that. So, so um, how can people who are listening, who are interested in you know doing what you do, becoming you know joining your organization, how can they get in touch with you? What uh, does that process look like? So, if you go on our website, it's uh, www.liparanormalinvestigators.com. You can go on our membership. Um, we have very strict requirements, so it's it's almost like having a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff every single week. Um, there's a lot of requirements. You know, we want to make sure that people coming in are just as dedicated as we all are, mm-hmm. and a good fit. So, you can also find us on Facebook or the social media. We're all over social media as well. You can find us on all that stuff too. Um, but the best way to to do it, we go through the website. And then uh, send out a membership request and uh, contact us that way. And now the same thing for cases, too. If you think your house is haunted, want us to come and investigate, you would contact. Uh, there's a spot on our website as well for requesting an investigation, and it goes straight to our case management. Oh. Well. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that does it. Thank you so much Thank you. for... Um, enlightening us with all of this very cool information. Maybe we'll take a ride up to Misery Road and do a podcast from there and (laughs) see what happens. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Anytime. Right, so uh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Super cool. Yeah. yeah, a little uh, crazy stuff there. Mm. I'm glad that most of my light bulbs are actually just not <laughs> screwed in all the way in my house. So, uh, have you ever had an experience, uh, Sarah? I, I have. Yeah, I've had a few actually. Yeah, sure. I've had I've had experiences yeah. in my old home, mm-hmm. but not not my new house. And, and Nicole, you have the same. Yeah, same well, issue. I, like I said, Ouija was like a huge part of my <laughs> life growing up, which sounds weird, but it really was like when I, uh, you know, see my family. That was like a big uh, ex family activity for us. Yeah. So there's definitely mm-hmm. some creepy stuff that happened um, during those playtime yeah so i'm sure we'll have them back uh here at the library we we do that program oh yeah Yeah. they are definitely a patron favorite fantastic okay so that does it for another episode if you want to listen to our older episodes or read our show notes visit our website mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts or our podbean site that is the place where you can interact with us comment on a specific episode if you want to comment on this episode great mcplpodcast.com so uh for sarah fate nicole rambo I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show.